Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this After Lodge banter. Welcome uh, to episode 210 of the After Lodge podcast. Oh, hey, we're live. Yes, yes we are. <laughs> this is After Lodge Harlan, uh, broadcasting to you from uh, my secret underground lair, uh, inaccessible by Facebook, Twitter, or even LinkedIn. But here I am, broadcasting to all of you. With my partner in crime, worshipless producer Bruce. Good evening. And uh, Sir John, the man with a plan. Guten f- Frog. I uh, hope he has a plan for tonight. Guten Frog. I'm here. Jeff is uh, one, of, one of you boys is, is, is crackling up all over the place. And That's I'm Jeff. If I said I wasn't going to field dress a cat if it continued. What? Like it's actively crackling? Uh, not right this second. Comes and goes. It does right. come and go. Um, but this is the crew tonight because uh, Tony is still recovering from last night's big uh, big candidate forum. Uh, we don't have debates here. It turns out there might be too much bloodshed, so we have a forum where candidates don't have to you know, acknowledge each other. I mean, knowing our history, that's probably true. The bloodshed. Yeah. Uh, there was a debate being organized, and then... Um, one particular party's candidates uh, all backed out uh, after they realized they were going to actually have to be challenged on issues and not just the fact that they're in the right party. So that whole thing got canceled because it would be silly to have one debate with just one party's candidates. So uh, we're doing the forums instead. So Tony had his first one last night, and he... um, he impressed everyone at the lodge with his incredible microphone discipline. He did good. He learned, which uh, is he ironic. Learned yeah, he's he's learned a lot from the show. Um, is is where we're going with that. For those of you who've been around for a long time, we made Tony the uh, the man that will be mayor of our county here on the After Lodge podcast. He learned how to speak into a microphone. There's the popping again. It's Jay. All right, where's the cat? I'm gonna I'm gonna murder a cat. All right, I'll word. bring over one of mine. Or snowball. True to my word. Actually, I can't hurt Figaro. My daughter would like burn my house down. She loves that cat for some reason. I mean, she might do that anyway. Yeah, but not in like that intentional Damien Omen style. It's like I miss my cat father. <laughs> There's a big difference between that and the whoops. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the way that's more likely to happen, as long as I don't harm the cat. So here's the weird thing. I'm not signed into Hangouts, but I'm still on this call. No, you're not. Like, I've closed all my apps. I've done everything but restart. 
Yeah, your picture disappeared now, too. <laughs> but we can still hear the crackle. Yes, we can. Snap, yeah, crackle, gonna... pop. Good thing our, I'll be back. Our... I'm going to try to figure out what's going on here. Okay. Good, good thing we don't have our, our fifth we'll member be here, here to, to, to whine and cry about the crackling, because that's what he does. The, for those who know the absentee member, Nick, uh, I'm on another podcast called Three Lame Excuses, Why I Can't Get My Ass to the After Lodge Podcast, Harvey. Nice. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm not touching that one. So, where was I? Oh, uh, they're sailing barrel. Who's all breaky uppy now, too? Ah, uh, Bruce, I think we need a better IT guy. Can we make that happen? It's supposed to be you. I know. I said we need a better one. Oh, uh, well, I mean, you're, you're, you're what we got until Google gets their shit together and throw some cable my direction. I mean, they'll get there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's, eventually. It's poetic that he didn't finish the sentence because the internet connection. <laughs> I will point out I stopped talking. Oh, did you? Sorry, I thought you froze up. and uh, Yeah, so now you're doing it on purpose. So, <laughs> Sir John is the man <laughs> plan for the show tonight. God, I am. That is so sad. This is what we've become, wow. fellas. This is what we've become. What's on your mind? Well, you know, so, obviously, with my background, everybody knows what I do, where I, all that stuff. I'm also the, the chief of the honor guard for the Grand Commander in Minnesota. The likely soon to be here, take your stuff back, and you can all take a long walk off a short pier group of eight guys. Uh, so, I sent you the picture of, of a, a, a pad outline. Now, the honor guard, we do stuff that's not uh, official duty. Like we we held a like a camp out thing for Joe's daughters, where we helped we staged the area, did all the work, all that stuff. And we've got a soft line uniform, unlike a commander uniform. It's just a black and white polo, and we ordered uh, insignia patches to put on there, just on the chest, like a football jersey or a rugby jersey. And the mo- the motto on the patch. It just says Honor Guard, uh, GCKT of MN. But the motto under the picture on the patch is Illegitimati non carborundum. Now, now, for those of you that aren't up on your Latin, that is a paraphrased version that loosely translates into don't let the bastards grind you down. Hmm. Like the patch design turned out really good. We shared it to our... I, as the admin and, and whatnot, shared it to uh, the Grand or Honor Guard Facebook page, which I'll point out has a thousand followers, and our Grand Commander Facebook page has twenty four. Um, and I got immediately shelled with an email shortly thereafter sent to us, and it's uh, I'll just read it here real quick, and I might be putting a nail in my own coffin, but oh well. Didn't you already do that? I was going to say, it wouldn't be the first time for you, John. I got a big coffin. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh, so the email is uh, your order to take to either take down the Grand Commander Honor Guard website immediately or remove all reference of the Grand Encampment 
and Grand Commandery from your website immediately. He means Facebook page. If this proposed patch has been affixed to any Grand Commander uniform, it must be removed. If any member of the Minnesota Grand Commander Guard is found not compliant, they will be immediately relieved from duty. The Honor Guard operates at the will and pleasure of the right eminent Grand Commander. Blah, 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 blah. It's not just an Honor Guard. It is the Minnesota Grand Commander Honor Guard. MGC Honor Guard needs to be the proof. Needs the approval of the Minnesota Grand Commandery to operate uh, as an honor guard, and all uniforms paraphernalia will also need to be approved. Hmm. Now, I've known the Grand Commander for 10 years now, because I was right behind him in line for quite some time. And uh, so you joined us. Yeah. Well, there is that, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, but so that email goes goes to me, the deputy grand commander and the deputy recorder, when this guy's had my phone number for years and has called me for more you know, less official stuff. So there's that. Well, you know, the solution here is just to go start your own honor guard with patches and cocaine. Yeah. You can do that whole, you know, no, you're out of order and then charter your own. Yeah, I don't think you get away with that. Why not? I can start an honor guard right now. That's what I'm also not in the York right and I've never taken any obligations to that effect, so there's there's that. <clears throat> that is true. Um but yeah, so that's 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 big grand coming down for something that was done basically off duty. I'm a little concerned about the your website part. Do they think you own Facebook? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, Wait, because uh... if you do, we need to talk <laughs> about the whole financial arrangement of this show. If I own Facebook, you think I would have a better internet connection, fuckers? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's probably not one available. I feel in, like in, in the middle. Town. Minnesota, it doesn't matter how rich you are. Yeah. There's, there's one data pipe that, you know, runs <laughs> they, in and out of they, they can only get so many bits that far and back. Well, I mean, it would be better if you didn't have a damn moose stepping on the fiber all the time. Right. <laughs> they would bury it, but the permafrost is too hard, so they just kind of lay it on the ground. <laughs> Bears you on it. Yep, yep. At least that's how I envision it. One day I'll actually uh, come up there and see the landscape for myself. Uh, I just Canadians have to find a way. And syrup and chewing on it. I have to find a way to get into Minneapolis without crossing any bridges. And I haven't figured out how to do that yet. Oh, <laughs> well, look, it's a dead horse. Wham! It's all I got. Never I not know. funny. I don't know that's anything true. else about Minneapolis. <laughs> Your butts. Sorry, nobody does. That's true. I mean, at least that's something memorable. Like, there's always St. Louis. All I know is they got an arch. They that's have a it. sweet uh, arcade museum. Riots. Yeah, that's too. You can play all their arcade games for like a nickel, and they're awesome ones from like the 80s. And they've got like the original pinball machines from the early 70s where like all the things are made out of rubber bands and stuff. It's pretty cool. Wow. That is awesome. You can take like a $10 bill there and spend all day there. And it's super awesome stuff. If anybody ever visits St. Louis, I highly recommend it. I'm going to Jackson. 
Well, I'm going to Orlando next week. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You told me that. You guys. You going to check out Mocana? You going to tell them I sent you? Um, they meet on, I already forgot, but whatever day you said, it was the wrong day. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I always have to look it up when I go. That's like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. How far does Nick live from Orlando? Nick lives way far away from Orlando, oh like four or five You're hours. You're safe. I didn't, I didn't want to accidentally run into him. <laughs> I, I, I haven't told him I'm going down there yet, and I think maybe it's best if well, I touch. It's not he's going to listen to this episode, so nothing to worry about. Mm. Well, if you do get a chance to stop by, uh, some of those guys, my regards, actually didn't go this year, so um, they 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 have a very good after lodge. Uh, it's very nice, and uh, if I remember right, you can uh, you can take the uh, you can take your special lady friend to the after lodge. I think I double checked that, but that's how it was when I went. Really, like that's a thing they encourage? Well, I I don't know that they always do. Uh, it was the night I was there, so they they go to uh, there's a nearby restaurant like next door, um, not quite next door, but. Uh, and they they go there for lots of drinks and camaraderie. So you're saying if I go, you want me to mention that I'm like a friend of yours and that I know you, and that's supposed to help me. Uh, so at that lodge, it will. Don't do that at any other. Sent me. Um, <laughs> particularly if you stop by South Seminole, um, you may want to omit my name. But I used to have a really. I used to have a really big client in Orlando, so I went there frequently, but uh, that engagement is mostly wound up, so I don't know when I'll get to go back. Well, we're doing the whole family thing. We're going to Universal Studios, a couple different parks in SeaWorld, and we're going to catch a Orlando Heat game. Going to Disney? No. Damn. Orlando Magic or Miami Heat? Orlando Magic playing Miami. If uh, any of you Florida brothers listening want to catch that and and message uh, Worshipless producer Bruce. Yeah, no, feel free to do that. Um, uh, You know, give him the inside info, some hangout tips. He might even sign an autograph. Send me a message on Reddit or something. I'd be more than happy to meet up. As long as it's not one of the days we're going to the park. There's a few days... Or I'll have uh, some free time. Really? A few. Like, literally three. I'm lucky to have, like, a few minutes on a family vacation. (laughs) Uh, Like, family vacations are the thing that you come back and you're like, God, I'm glad to be back at work. (laughs) I need a vacation. It's not going to be that. that. You need a vacation after the vacation. Although sadly we are driving instead of flying, we originally planned on flying. So driving's I'm better. Looking forward to that drive, but I I always drive uh, when I go to Orlando. I know it sounds weird, but it's preferable to dealing with the hassle of trying to fly down there. That's preferable to paying two thousand dollars for airplane tickets. Uh, also, that uh, it's not as bad as it seems. I think it's uh well, I can't get into how long it is. From Pennsylvania down there, but um, it's double digits. You can do it in a day. Um, 
I mean, I've every time I've gone, I, I drove, so... You're not going to want to do anything after you get there, but... I, no, yeah, but, no, that's yeah, true. Did you have three kids in the car with you for the drive? No, I have always gone alone, thank God. See? Uh, See? Although, one time I went and I borrowed, uh, I borrowed Donnie's CB radio and huh. the big antenna on top of my Corolla. That was probably fun. And, uh, that was a lot of fun, especially when all the truckers would realize that you were there and you'd be like, hey, this guy's got his ears on. And then I knew who they were talking about because I was the only douchebag with a Corolla with an antenna <laughs> sticking off the top. Um, it was fun. And it was like about two in the morning. Uh, the, there's always some guy both on the way down and on the way back, different guys, but the, like the preachers get on, like they're truck drivers who just want to like preach. And then, uh, then there's other guys who will make snide remarks that are pretending to encourage more preaching, but they're it, it, it's do they do they think they're like actually converting people, or do you think they're just bored and they want to talk about something? And I have no idea. Um, well, you don't engage with them because no, I would totally well, so do the preachers, that. I, I was scared to because the other guys were like I, I couldn't I couldn't get myself together to not laugh when i when i dialed down the microphone hmm. um so like these because these guys are they're very bruce like i think is why i appreciated the comedy because they would uh they'd be screwing with this guy but they'd say it with completely serious voices and <laughs> it's just hmm. oh, oh i need i kind of want to do that again i need to figure out what my next road trip is except uh donnie did something with that cb so i'd have to find one I think you can buy them at truck stops now for yep. 50 bucks or something. Well, take uh, a week off. Come with us. We got one more spot in the van. Yeah. Oh, they did help me. There was a big traffic jam uh, in Georgia and it was backed up for God ever. And then one of these guys was uh, like rallying everybody like, you know, come with me if you want to live. And uh, <laughs> I saw all these trucks like going and I'm like, well, I don't know about it. And then uh, one guy like rolled by and honked and somebody came over the CB and that means you too, man. Uh, <laughs> and, and I was like, I, I guess he's talking to me. So I, I got behind this big line of trucks and we went through. You were wearing the, the trucker hat, weren't you? Uh, no, no. Uh, we went through some of the scariest back roads I think I've ever been on just down in like Southern Georgia, Northern Florida. I'm like, they're, they're taking me to their Ooh. secret like, trucker camp where they're going to, do all kinds of unspeakable things, but no. Started hearing banjos. No, like uh, two and a half hours later, we popped back out at this random interstate on ramp in Florida, and it was all smooth sailing after that. And I was huh. like, "Wow, this is what you get for having a CP radio." <laughs> <laughs> totally know, worth it. Google Maps was uh, was completely hopeless, and uh, they just all the the jokes that go back and forth. You get to overhear all kinds of like illegal arms deals and. Um, every everything else you could imagine. It was it was quite a quite an adventure for me in my sheltered life uh, to hang out with truckers for a certain span of hours that I can't say. Mm. Uh, how many hours is it from Philly to Orlando? Somebody look that up so we can go with that. More than thirty, less than forty. Like like fifteen. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's just call it fifteen. Yeah. That's okay. A nice round number. 15. Yeah, I guess if you go down the, the East Coast Highway, uh, whichever one that is. So, yeah, have fun with that. You ever made that drive before? 
Yes, actually. Uh, my cousin, who you know, who you work yes. near, yes. Uh, his wedding was actually south of Orlando. Okay. Uh, so that'll be seven years come November. Uh, but I made that trip. Me and one other dude drove it. We was drove. it Jason? N- no. No. Oh. It was his his brother, my oh. a, another cousin of mine. Um, but we drove like ha- I drove half of it on the way there and half of it on the way back, and it's I mean it's 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 yeah. not a bad drive, I guess. It's not like driving through the mountains. I mean, just there's a small chunk of it that's driving through the mountains, but yes, yes. Uh, the rest you of it I mean, flat. flat, right? There are sections of it that are just with, unbearable, with the exception of I think Atlanta. It's there. There's never. There's not a busy part. That's the big tip. Is uh, that that Atlanta bypass? You want to take the Atlanta bypass, but you know that. Did they ever uh, fix the road where it like caught? There was a fire like right on the edge of the road, and it like destroyed the road. I I have no Is idea. Atlanta? Or were you watching uh, uh, The Walking Dead? I'm pretty sure. It, well, it it really happened. I think I'm thinking it was in Atlanta. Yeah, those there was burning zombie corpses, aren't there? There was a mm-hmm. there was a construction storage site, and they had a bunch of chemicals stored in like 50 gallon buckets that caught fire and um burned quite significantly, causing a lot of damage to their to the an interstate down there. I think I, I, I could be wrong. Speaking of Floridia, uh, John, are you riding down for Bike Week in Daytona? Now that you're a you know motorcycle man, no, that's a little too uh, fuck nuts for my life. So, it's kind of far, especially uh, for you. Too many, yeah, it's far for me, and there's a few too many MCs there that I, I just rather. I mean, they're all civil while they're there, but still, my life would be that. Why don't you just ride to our neck of the woods and we'll party like you're down there? Yeah, you that, you, that you ride down there. You just get no, no, no. Here, here, so all, these, all these guys. Oh, I know that's what I'm. Week. They they drive in in their trucks with their bike in a trailer, and then they get yeah. the bike out when they get there. Yeah, that's the other thing I don't get is if you're going to grandpa your way there, why why bother? Well, there was also a bunch of guys that rode, and you could tell because they looked road hard and put up wet, and they were covered in bug guts. Um, yeah, those are the those are the guys that really want to be there. Yeah, I, I went with my, my roommate back in college to uh, to Daytona thinking it'd be a great place to go on spring break. <laughs> I had an absolutely terrible time. Uh, terrible, terrible time. It was just it was just miserable. There, it's, it's not like we were led to believe Daytona on spring break is at all. And uh, as we were leaving... Mess. So as we were leaving, we decided to stop at the big Welcome to Daytona Beach sign. And so we got out the car and took had somebody take a photo of both of us flipping off the Welcome to Daytona sign as our like memorable keepsake thing on the way back. And then when we looked at the picture, the Girls Gone Wild bus was driving into Daytona as we're flipping off the sign and leaving. <laughs> and so we came to the realization maybe Daytona doesn't fully suck. We just came a week too early. Um because there were a whole bunch of people driving in as we were driving out. And then we had the big long drive back. And ever since then, I've just told everybody not to go to Daytona because Daytona sucks. Yeah, if I've ever traveled anywhere for spring break, it was either Phoenix or somewhere in Canada. 
Canada. Yeah. Mm. I'm always too scared to go to Canada now. I'm afraid of being drinking like, age of 18 back when I was going up there. Nice. Yeah, that's fair. But I, 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 were, I guess back then it wasn't so bad. You didn't have to get worried about uh, getting stopped by like the mounted ice or, um, you know, just randomly detained and questioned and had your papers checked and maybe deported. Right. That's We'd it. roll in. They'd be like, "Do you have any livestock with you?" No, we're in a Volkswagen. <laughs> uh, do you have any fruit with you? Got this apple. We have to eat it, or or throw it out. Oh, okay, that that's it. Yeah. Have a nice so, day. My the the five bottles of shine in the trunk are fine. Uh, okay, oh, those are fine. Yeah, well, those aren't gonna those aren't gonna affect the ecosystem. So it's it's all good. Yeah. It's not gonna mess up their wildlife. You're good. Yeah. I that apple know. though, it's dangerous stuff, yeah, right? That you just, know I. I took me so long to wrap my brain around that i've never been to canada i figure at some point when i can mosey together this trip up to visit john i'm gonna have to go to canada while i'm while i'm at it which i kind of don't understand that isn't cross-pollination like always good generally speaking for an ecosystem uh no well, it's not the cross-pollination they're worried about the any sort of parasites don't you don't you remember the fruit fly thing in california in the 90s no or maybe that was the eighties. I think it was the nineties though. It got so it, it got so bad they had to like hose the entire city down with some kind of awful, awful chemicals. Um or the 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 stink bug thing that's taken over the entire northeast. Well, oh yeah. god. That that I am familiar with, sadly. Or, or last week we were just talking about the rock pythons with David Riley. Um down in that's, the that's the a good thing. They need to control the uh gator population. <laughs> Apparently, tumbleweeds yeah. are an invasive species from Russia. Yeah, it's... Oh, what's that? What's that vine that like has taken over most of Georgia at this point? Oh, uh, yeah. It, it grows like two miles a year or something. Jesus. And it's, it's just... Is that fast? I don't even know. I can't do that conversion. Uh, a plant that can increase in length two miles in one year. A year? Yes. That's a long time. That's extremely it's a fast plant. For a plant. It's not freaking Carl Lewis. You got to remember, it's a vine, so it's not just growing one mile in one direction. Like it spreads. So you got this vine, and it's it's in one place, and then a year later, it's aggressively spread a mile in every direction, and it's everywhere, and it's. Like impossible to kill. Uh, they have to like cut and burn it and try to keep it back. It's trying to like, grow over roads and stuff. Expanded uh, from its normal size to one mile in one year. How much a spherical mile that would be? I mean, not his ego, his actual head. I mean, we've they're pretty halfway there. Uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of travel time for a plant. It is, and oh. and it's I, I I watch too much. Science, Nat Geo stuff, I guess. I, I'm fascinated by random, pointless things like that. Except that one, like, was staggering. Because imagine if your house is in the path of that, and then you have to spend all summer, like, daily beating back this, like, killer vine trying to eat your house. You just Although I will point out, Herlin, that you something? apparently do not study... You uh, haven't studied geography, because uh, Toronto's a hell of a lot closer to you than I am. Uh, it is. It is, in fact. Um, but I've still never been to Canada, so yeah. 
I've been to uh, I've been close to Canada on numerous occasions. Never crossed the border. Always been too scared of what immigration might do to me. All that talk of building the wall and whatnot. Don't worry, I think you'll be able to get across just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it sometime. We, we got to make this trip happen. I don't know when, uh, but we got to make it happen. We got to ambush Nicky Johnson and, uh, you know, just randomly show up at his lodge and see how long it takes to figure out who I am. <laughs> I'm game. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe something. Of course, like- Worse in the form of a practical joke. I'll we'll we'll have to think that over. Uh, at the moment, it's uh, you know the the equinox is passed, and we're quickly approaching the time when your part of the country is inaccessible to your fellow man. So you may have to wait. Yes, which is why he never has to worry about killer vines. That's true. You you've got the wall or, or large bugs. Yeah, so when uh, when the vines have finished with Georgia and crossed the mountains in Tennessee and eaten up Kentucky and Missouri, and then they, they just stop at whatever the ice ball is. I guess that's like northern Illinois, maybe. Yeah, Matt, the uh, climate, you know, Knights of the Dark Watch or whatever it is from Game of Thrones, essentially, where you go from green to holy balls. It's cold. You go up there in the wintertime and you're... Is that the is that the what what, oh, what is that guy's the 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 king dude the the White Walker boss man shit Oh yeah No that's what yeah. a lot of us actually look like in the winter Yeah that's what I was going to say is it... frozen wrinkled pruned up and pissed <laughs> Is it that guy from Game of Thrones Oh no no it's just John That's, that's Bert my neighbor yeah, that's, that's, that's... <laughs> And the army of zombies behind him <laughs> they're, they're All shuffling to work All right they're descending on the Home Depot to clear out the snow plows. <laughs> oh, wait. That probably didn't happen there because people are prepared for winter. Uh, One, around here. Yes, two, they're already gone. Oh, uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking like around here, it's a uh, we get big snow ice things maybe a few times a year. And so it's it's enough to be a problem, but not enough that people pre-plan. So when the snow is coming, you can't find salt or snow shovels or anything of that sort. Uh, yeah. It just disappears. People uh, An old friend of mine from college was driving back here from Fort Jackson after he'd done basic and AIT in South Carolina, and they, they got snow. They got a half quarter inch or half inch or whatever peasily ass amount they got. Um, he said there was nobody on the highways, so he's going, you know, speed limit's 70. He's keeping it pinned right at 70. Trooper pulls out, pulls him over, walks up to the car. He bought the car down in South Carolina. He bought it to bring it back up because it didn't have rust all of our salt. Trooper walks up to the car, starts chewing his ass out of, why are you driving this fast? Don't you know this is dangerous? Blah, blah, blah. Let me see your license. He hands him the license. He looks at it and goes, Huh, Minnesota. Cool. See you later. <laughs> and I guess we'll back to the squad. <laughs> Don't mind this guy. He knows what he's doing. That's, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, that's not how it works here. Here it's, uh, you know, that first snowflake falls and cars just start spinning in circles and mashing into each other. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, and our city is the worst about it. Like the first snow of every year, they'll dump 200 pounds of salt on the road mm-hmm. to where like you're driving their on salt instead of the road. And, and then they don't have all of January and February. It's, it's nothing. They, they've yes. exhausted their reserves. Like they, they can plow it. They sometimes, load all- but there's no salt left. The, the one winter that I, I ate the ditch, uh, it was I actually took a turn too quick and I slid on the salt. Uh, the, the snow hadn't fallen yet. Like he's, he's not kidding. Because the way they lay it, wow. like, somehow the, the way the road lay, was laying, like all of the salt was, somehow it all managed to, to, I don't know if it washed down or how it got there, but it was all in like a giant pile on like the bank of this curve. And so I turned and like hit the, hit all the salt and just slid off into the ditch. Uh, so yeah, I, I know Bruce speaks the truth on that one. And why is there this much salt? There's no snow. Um, I've come close a few times on, on the ice, uh, but always managed to save it thus far. Oh yeah. I've, I've careened into my fair share of ditches, but I usually am going so fast. I can careen right out the other side. Is that the secret? Is as long as you just keep going, it's it's, it's when you try to hit the brakes that you get problems. Mm-hmm. I wiped out once on the ice because I overcorrected and I hit a tree going like fifty. I was seventeen. Oh, learned my lesson, and I haven't done it since. I was gonna say, and because you drive a Mustang, which no, believe it or not, I've not spun out at all. There was one time. Back when I lived at the apartment and they didn't uh, plow the the uh, the whole like complex, I couldn't get out to go to work. But beyond that, I've I've not had an accident or anything. I have never crashed, but I have. Uh, it's actually the first big snowfall after I got my license. I was driving home from a friend of mine's, and uh, I was cutting through an, the neighborhood, and I hit the brakes at a stop <clears> sign and did and just cruised right on through it. But I did a full 360 on the way through, <laughs> and then just like I, I, I regained, I regained control right about at the end of that 360. I had to do a little bit more adjusting, and I just kept on taking off. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> never had this problem. John, but, is, John is laughing the, at her ice yes. woes. The the secret is you got to commit. Yeah. Right. Like just, if you're spinning just, out, spin it into that son of a bitch. <laughs> you own it. Make it yours. <laughs> Carpe snowbank. <clears throat> I never, I never had much of those issues because I, I, I was always driving that Corolla around. So that whole small body front wheel drive thing saved me many times. I imagine. Yeah, that probably goes a long way. Um, whereas if I was driving Bruce's car, I don't know that I could get out of the driveway. If At the there time, was I was driving a Mercury Sable, which I believe they were rear-wheel drive. Yeah, but they also weigh like twenty thousand pounds or something. Yeah, I mean they're they're they were they're full-size cars. This you just have sheer mass behind you. Oh, that's right. That was the the Crown Vic knockoff. Yeah, this yep. was the car that uh, one night after Lodge Bruce stayed too late, so. Because he always had to leave before dark because the headlights didn't work half the time. That was the that was the town car, yeah. Oh yeah, and we we stood out in the parking lot of the lodge, like rigging up this like push button switch 
for his headlights running this wire down the dash. Uh, yeah, I ran an entirely new uh, wire, like wiring system to a, a toggle switch, an inline toggle switch to my headlights because like the wires inside the car somewhere were messed up. Uh, and it worked for the most part. It, it that night, I think you didn't you didn't get the chance to maybe I'm thinking of someone else. You didn't have the chance to put the wires like through the dash at all. So like that switch was sticking in the window or am I thinking of something else? No, that was probably me. That, that <laughs> sounds familiar. Yeah. He's come a long way now with his fancy, his fancy. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the one thing, one nice thing I can say about that town car is it weighed so much. I, I never spun out. Yeah. And you never had to worry about its safety features because in any accident with any modern vehicle, you were coming out the winner. <laughs> you were you were going to go through the opposition and make the goalpost. That's what that is. Bruce gets out with an uncomfortable bump. Like what? What? What just happened? <laughs> you, you had did the I, Jerome Bettis of cars. Yes. Like y'all laugh, but there were sometimes I didn't fit in parking spots. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, eight by the the oh crap yeah the nine by 18 spaces probably won't fit those maybe i don't i, don't, I, don't I will i will i will see your sable and raise you my old buick roadmaster coupe nice <laughs> <laughs> all black with white sidewalls yeah well, that you guys, was a tub i have a dream car of driving like a, a really one of those really old lincoln land yachts mm-hmm. the ones that were well, basically the size of a yacht. Like the back seat was a small apartment with right, some white walls. Only a two door. Yeah, <laughs> with some white walls, a convertible. Um, yeah. You're talking about like probably a Continental from the late 50s? Probably. I was thinking 60s, 50s probably work. Uh, yeah, something 70. like that. That's really big bastards for you. I had to put white walls like the big, on it. And, uh, the big caprices. Get all the, get all the chrome nice and polished up. Maybe painted a, uh, an obnoxious baby blue and... Yeah, that's my old man car one day. First, I have to figure out how I would find the time to find one of those and make it run again. Because um, the ones that you can find that are in good working condition and have been well cared for cost a small fortune. Yeah. Uh, so yep. you got to kind of buy the junk one. You got to go out to Arizona so it's not rusted out and tow it back and make it that project car that you never finish. As every man should have in his garage. <laughs> Isn't that the point of a garage? Yeah, to, to hold the car that you're 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 gonna finish one day um, that, that isn't drivable. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, that it, well. God, that sounds uncomfortably close to home. Well, the uh, so the only reason I don't. I assume that's why you bought the bike, John. <laughs> yeah, that's the only alternative. Yeah. The reason I don't have a cars in here, better get a bike. I have a garage. Um, I have to build the garage first. And then go get the car corpse and uh, and go from there. Yeah. Oh, my, my old man had a garage that w- w- had a car in it for. We even moved, and the garage and the car moved with us and occupied a new garage. Was it the car that never came and, out from under the cover? Yes. Here's the problem. And I love my late father to death, but he was stone cold crazy. It was a yeah. 95 fucking LeBaron convertible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah right uh, well if i can't have my lincoln i'm gonna find a delorean um good looking yeah, bad speaking, running speaking of heavy cars <laughs> yeah yeah i'll never fear snow again 
Um, and my late father got a nice 57 Chevy you can have that just happens to be an oak tree growing right up through the middle of the son of a bitch. <laughs> True I story. I, I don't think I'd buy an old car from your part of the world, John. I don't think you could find one that still has like floors that won't fall through when you step on them. Where's the sense of adventure? Unless it never left a garage, ever. And even then, it probably still does. Uh, oh, yeah, no, that'll just, like, look at everything and go, oh, God, that looks like salt rust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could go, like, super crazy. My my father-in-law uh, got an old uh, an old Ford Maverick. I think it was a 70-something. forget which one. He's been working on that for years, uh, but he had to get all crazy, so he went and lifted this uh, V8 Mustang engine that he had and dropped it in this Maverick and had to hmm. redo the transmission, so... Uh, at some point, he's he's going to pull it out of there and uh, probably go to jail, but he's going to have a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> Interesting. Approved. Yeah, yeah it's uh, I don't know why uh, he's a he's a much bigger car nut than I'll ever be. So he had a purpose to everything he's doing. Uh, I mostly just go over to, to admire the artwork in progress. But like most of us, that car's been in the garage for probably eight years now. Um, the engine starts if you blow the uh, uh, that fluid assist to the intakes. Um, so it's getting there. <laughs> you squirt the stuff into the thing yes, and then turn the yes. deal and, and then it yes. does the pop-pop. Yep, basically. That's, uh, that's the extent of my, my <laughs> old car wisdom. Uh, I, was, I was out helping him do some stuff one day and and he was asking me to do i forget what he even asked me to do because it was with the damn carburetor i'm like what, what am i gonna do with this i i've never seen a carburetor in person <laughs> i think fuel injection has been a thing since i was in diapers <laughs> um i hate you all <laughs> <laughs> well well i mean uh, I, I vaguely remember, like, I guess under the hood of certain cars, there's like, hey, look, that's the big round thing with the air filter. Um, no idea how that works or why. But I always had that wing nut thing that uh, you had to take off to get the filter out. Yeah, that's all I know. My first car was a 92 Ford Taurus, and it had fuel injection. Hmm. So, sorry, John. That probably makes you yes. feel very, very old. Yeah, yeah. Did I mention that when I was born, Ford was still president? <laughs> I mean, 18 days later, he was gone, but still, he was still the fucking president. No, I think I, I think I had a couple of years of Reagan uh, in my diaper years. Yeah, this is a touchy area. We'll, we'll, we'll just not go here. <laughs> We think you're one of us in heart, John. Age is just a number. Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely not mature. Let's you know, just that fucking get that right out there. Feels a lot better saying that to you than the high school girls I normally say that to. Okay. <laughs> Easy there, McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, it's fine. Well, I'm up. My wife's calling me out. Like, I can't take your picture from high school and put it up next to one tonight and have any of these guys tell the difference. It's probably true. 
No, it's. I'm only. I'm only assuming she's aged rather well, whereas. You yes. And, yes. And everybody else. I've seen. I've seen pictures of them. Milk. She's aged better than he has. Yes. She still looks the same. That's not. Don't take much. Pretty much, yeah. Which is nice, except when I get the dirty looks from cops when we're out, you know, together. <laughs> no, she's the of the. I feel your time. pain. No, no, no. Hey, right. be glad you didn't look like me when you were young enough to be dating that young. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, um, and yeah. My, under one all of my first wanna be. Yeah, I think you were born with a beard. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Got that lumberjack look. Um, y'all think that like this, this like face scrubble I've got going on just just comes comes effortlessly. What you don't know is this is this is like seven or eight years in the making to get to this point. <laughs> I'm more um, concerned about all the white beard hairs that are uh, appearing as of late. Yeah, I have kids and a high stress job. What do you want from me? Hmm. I go to lodge with you assholes. Honestly, <laughs> I'm a little surprised you don't dye your beard. Don't judge. No, so um, <laughs> um, the thought hasn't really crossed my mind yet. I may get to that at some point, but uh, I think the old lady likes older men, so it's it's working out for me. <laughs> put put that effort on the bald spot that you're eventually going to get. Don't worry about that. The beard. That's what I'm more concerned about. That's when. That's when I really start panicking is when the balding sets in. Um, that's the other thing. Yes. It's actually yes, all bald. Like this ridiculous comb over thing I have going is. Uh, I, I didn't know your hair was a dynamic thing, Harlan. I'm going to be honest. I thought your hair was like Bruce. one piece that just stayed there and didn't move or change. <laughs> I, I've not, never not seen your hair in any state other than how it is exactly right now <laughs> in the last five years. It's not He's nice a giant Lego mini fig when he goes their... to bed. Exactly. It's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's also <laughs> also no, when I I think when I met you the first time, I was still rocking the crew cut. And then I went through like the douchebag uh poof up in the front phase. And then yeah. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. The, the, the crew cut I only remember because of your picture on I don't like Gmail or Hangouts or something. My hair is... Had, I don't think I ever saw you like that. I get a new hairstyle about every five to ten years. Yeah. Um, I mean, in middle school, I had uh, I had the shoulder length hair that like parted down the middle on each way and like curled up like nice. uh, like Velma like or Jesus, uh, like Velma. Yeah, yeah. Except it was longer than Velma, but yeah. Um, it was it was my. I don't know what phase I was even in. Where are uh, pictures of that? Because I've never seen that. Uh, I have searched and destroyed everyone to my knowledge. Thank God there was Attaboy. no book or smartphone. Make sure it didn't happen, sir. There's no Facebook or smartphones from that era. Uh, although Thomas, uh, my buddy, puts he I, still I had one. He slipped on Facebook. Um, I know your wife has to have one somewhere. Alyssa, I'm going to need you to find that and send it to me. ASAP. Uh, <laughs> Pretty sure I've got rid of all of them. So the one that that made its way onto Facebook wasn't the, it wasn't the full shoulder length. It was more like the the excessively large chili bowl look that I had very briefly, hmm. uh, where the hair was only like down over the ear and it parted down the middle because uh, that was hip at some point. Where I'm from, we were a little behind the times. I was gonna say I'm, I'm yeah, struggling well. to picture you as hip. 
ever. Uh, yeah. I'll say that. I had a I'm not gonna there's, judge. there's a reason the people from our county, you know, me and Bruce looked down to yeah. your was, county. So <laughs> in middle school like I was anybody. I've never been hip. I was trying to be cool and like <laughs> do push a skateboard around and fall on my ass and bragged everybody about my cuts and scrapes because that made you cool. Oh, you're that guy too? And, uh, yeah. I was never in a bike, isn't it? But I had to fit in with the guys who were. So, you know, you'd be out there and they'd be doing all the tricks and you're like, oh, look at me. I can like stand on it and not fall. Watch me, Ollie. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Broke my tailbone. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then you'd like go over to hang out with like, you know, friends and they're all playing uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater or whatever. And you're just pretending to be into it, but you can't think of anything else except getting home to Final Fantasy. Um, you know, I live that life. I, yes, I've been a poser for most of my existence. That's okay. I still am. Uh, nobody knows the, the, the real Harlan. You don't have to pretend anymore, Harlan. <laughs> you're among friends. Uh, most of us. Meh. I don't know about John. Oh, I, I, I also suck at skateboarding. Yes. That giant here, probably down to my belt. I don't cello know. Or bass. Is that a cello or a bass, John? That That's, well, it's the size and shape of a bass, but as we've discovered, it is a liquor cabinet. Contains <laughs> yes. hidden awesomeness. Yeah, I know. You don't have to rub it in. <laughs> the, the only good use that I could put to a stringed instrument would be as a liquor cabinet, so I applaud that. Um, I I have, yeah, not not my bag of my bag of tea. Fun oh! fact: I played the violin for seven years. We did not discuss family night because Bruce showed up and I left. Um, Harlan, so John, there was this family night. Our lodge had a family night this most recent Saturday. And I show up, granted, I was a little late. That was like two and a half hours late, but go on. To do <laughs> me. It was, um, anyway, I show up literally within 30 seconds of me showing up. Harlan leaves. Doesn't even say a word to me. We took a picture together. Acknowledge me. There was a picture taken with both of us in it. Yeah. And the picture gets taken, and like, I, I start saying hi to everybody i'm shaking hands and stuff and i turn around now and harlan is leaving in his car so to be fair uh <laughs> thing started at five and uh the mike the the master and apparently harlan's bedtime is seven mike the master <laughs> of our lodge called up the uh, inflatable place and asked if how much it would be for our lodge to like rent a little bouncy house for the kids and they were like oh for you guys what do you want it's on the house and so we ended up like two big awesome. things uh that's the same group that we pay more money than i even want to discuss to do the <laughs> bouncy house thing at the big festival um so i showed up i was playing mr mom that day because uh, <coughs> doing other things uh providing for our family mostly oh and, i didn't realize she wasn't there yeah so i i brought the kids with me and I got there, and of course, my son latched on to our favorite widow and was very happy and entertained. Um, and Wait, she my... was there too. Huh? Oh yeah, she mm. left uh, probably half hour or so before you got there. Oh okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, Billy's wife, and 
uh, my daughter, of course, went to play with the other kids in the bouncy house and whatnot. And um, we we hung out at some point. So um, I guess the thing to to mention was we, there was a big parade uh, down in the the deep southern part of our county um, that morning. And of course, Tony running for the county mayor's office was in the parade and we were all there, too. Uh, so this evening that this family night thing happened, you know, we hadn't really changed out of the morning's, you know, vote for Tony shtick. So all my kids had their vote for my uncle Tony shirts on and uh, I was wearing the stuff and nipples was wearing the stuff. And uh, Sam's big ass truck was parked out in out front of the house because parking got tough. And he's got that giant uh, Tony for sign. And uh, wait a minute while I find myself. And, uh, of course, Josh has the, the big yard sign and then like Josh's neighbors have the sign and everybody's cars got, uh, Tony for County mayor stuff all over it. And so anybody driving down the street, it's, uh, it's very apparent that this is, this is like some kind of Tony party is what people were thinking. I can only imagine. Yeah. It, it was quite a large gathering, uh, as far as these things go. And, uh, this is in the part of town that isn't really renowned for its uh, progressiveness. So <laughs> driving down the street, going to this house, like there's Confederate flags out on flagpoles and there's, uh, you know, the Trump stuff everywhere and all these people out on their front porch. Like I just, that's what people do here hanging out outside. It was a nice day. And so I'm picturing in my head, like, Oh, they think this is like a big Tony campaign party or something. <laughs> Just because we all happen to come from that parade, so as like I'm how, thinking, hold on, that, hold on. I, I have to interrupt you for a second. I like how you said the uh, the Confederate flags on flagpoles, like there wasn't a giant one in Josh's garage. Yeah, we're I not literally cringed when I saw that because <laughs> so, at the time there were six. Yes, tall guys. Well, I'm getting to that part. Getting to that part. Okay. So, so, so real, real quick, if, I, I, yeah. If I can ask a clarifying question, is it are you talking the Confederate flag with the stars and bars, or the proper yes. Confederate flag where it's just a big white field? No, <laughs> it's uh, uh, no. It, this is the this is the classic rebel flag. <clears throat> Everybody likes to fly, <laughs> and and you could tell this neighborhood is is not uh, as I said very progressive. So as I'm like thinking about that for a moment, uh, at that point you hear the roar of motorcycles. And down the road comes this train of big black guys on motorcycles. I don't remember how many there were, Bruce. Maybe eight, six, eight, something like that. Uh, anyway, uh, it's our prince. It's our Prince Hall brothers who are coming to hang out with us, and uh, they were out on doing some motorcycle thing that day. So here they are making all this noise coming down the road, and all these neighbors are like gawking, like, "Oh my God, there's black people." what is happening. And of course, all these motorcycles pull into what can only be perceived as the, the Tony campaign place <coughs> and they get off and it's only made better by all these like corny white guys in the front yard going brothers, like walking <laughs> out to greet them. And, uh, and, and all of the strange looks that we were getting from neighbors kind of struck me like, well, I think Tony has lost this precinct. Um, <laughs> And they, they come on back, they get some food and whatnot. And about this time, it's getting close to bedtime for the kiddos. So I'm you know trying to get everybody to say their goodbyes. And Bruce shows up. Um, 
And at that point, all of the all of our Prince Hall brothers had made their way back to the garage where all the food was and where Josh's very large and obnoxious Confederate flag is hanging. Very large. <laughs> and I take a look at that and then I'm like, oh, I'm glad I'm leaving. Uh, and we take a big group photo that Bruce and I were in together. Uh, I did say hello to you, Bruce, but mostly I uh, said hello to your special lady friend. As I was leaving, that's, that's I think that's what you're remembering. Maybe I don't recall us um, conversing at all. So I had to get the, the kids were getting a little cranky at that point. So I had to leave. And then as I'm leaving, like other guys were showing up and. Um, oh, and at some point during this whole debacle, the float for Tony's opponent from the parade that morning comes rolling down the street because I guess the guy that built the floater was driving. It lives in this neighborhood. So <laughs> he like rolls by and he can barely squeeze by the street because we got all these cars parked and he's like honking and everybody's yelling boo at him. And, uh, <laughs> and it's, not, it's not even the guy, it's just the poor dude that was driving the float. And uh, there, there might be some intimidation factor from that, but uh, lucky he made it through. It was a, it was a fun, fun party. Uh, nobody died to my knowledge. Uh, I was excited because Mike told me that there were going to be yard darts. And so I was ecstatic. And then I got there and they weren't, oh, they would darts. be 70s they were like style yard darts. They were like yard, yard blunt rubber faced instruments. Like they're like a, they look like a yard dart, but instead of the spike, it's just got this like half rubber sphere on it. They're like tennis balls with fins. Yeah. It was like, where's the fun Lame. in that? I thought I was going to teach my my son how to how to play with yard darts. That was right. there is zero percent chance a kid games. could get killed from these. What fun hey, is this? We had we had yard darts and none of us died. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I also remember vaguely uh, that I never was placed in a car seat. Uh, so and and here uh, I am. You know, I think we've we've overblown this whole child safety nonsense. <laughs> Survivorship bias my ass. Yeah, I survived. I'm one of the 84% of children that survived that era. Uh, that's so bad. But yeah, we, we did have a good time. I don't know what happened after I left. I imagine everybody started having fun instead of, you know, standing around waiting on food to cook. All I'm saying is when you remove Darwinism from the ecosystem, a species does not evolve. This is true. This is true. Um, I'm not willing to go into my whole view on that here on this recorded forum. <laughs> uh, oh, really? <laughs> Whatever yeah. you mean. This, this is a new thing. I don't know about this. Yeah. Oh, oh you do. Uh, I rant about it at Lodge frequently. I'm just not. We're not going into that here. Oh, okay. Um, also, we have uh, we have our Grand Lodge session coming up. Uh that's going to be real exciting. I thought I was going to get to be a delegate for uh, my other lodge, but the master is actually going this year. So now I don't get to cause mayhem and chaos like I was planning. Is he actually, or is he just saying he is? No, so we a different master this year. So right. this, one, this one's going. Um, <laughs> last year we got in trouble because we didn't have a delegate present. And I was yelling at the secretary like, dude, you know, I'm there every year. Do you know how much fun I could have had if you would have let me sit for our lodge? Uh, but they didn't, I guess, think about it and turn in the paperwork. So in our jurisdiction, you know, to 
be a delegate if you're not a master or warden. You have to have a certificate of nomination from your lodge. Yeah, the secretary. Isn't the secretary a lot in there as well? Yeah, I think uh, the secretary is. Yeah, so if it's not the master, it's either the secretary or one of the wardens. Or if not, then you have to turn in all this paperwork ahead of time to appoint someone else. And they Fortunately didn't... for me, I have over the course of the year used all my vacation days on those uh, appraisal classes. I have none left, and I cannot attend Grand Lodge this year. Oh, oh come on, bro. You're boned. You know how much fun that is. Yeah, that's a word. Well, so I think you're remembering it poorly, though, because so. So it's 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 not fun for the masters. It's yeah. fun for everybody else. No, yes. I get it. Grand Lodge sucks when you're the master, especially if you've never been before, because all the lodge masters get corralled into the delegate area and they're like shuttled around and you're bored out of your mind. The rest of yep. us are having a grand old time because we only have to be in there for the stuff we care about. And the rest of it, we're like out in the lobby or somewhere else meeting, greeting, reunion style. Uh, or if you're Josh, you're in the uh, you're in the store that they set up, spending like your year's savings on Masonic knickknacks, Zippos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so every year I go in there and I, I have this rule where it's stuff I want to buy, I will make note of and then go buy it the next day. And I have yet to actually buy anything. Uh, that that 24 hour period is enough for me to stop the impulse buy. Uh, Although I just made fun of them for it, I did buy a Zippo last year, and I do not regret that. Well, they have lots of cool stuff that, like, you really, you'd really want. It's not your typical Masonic knickknack stuff. Like, they got some neat things. Mm -hmm. I uh, bought, um, I bought a, a pen and my car emblem from there a couple years ago. Always a sucker uh, for the the bags and notebooks and other nerdish type memorabilia. By the way, uh, Harlan, I did not realize until Saturday that Josh has a giant square and compass on the front of his house. Uh, he does. In fact, yeah. What are your feelings on that? What? Um, I don't know. I, I think he thinks of it as like something akin to, to like a mezuzah, like, like painting the blood over his door. Um, oh, the, uh, the, the lamb's blood. Yeah, maybe it's something akin to that. It's to ward off uh, to ward off the Knights of Columbus in case. <laughs> uh, uh, not not quite sure what that's about, but yes, uh, everybody pointed that out. Like all of the the guys who'd never been to his house, for, every time somebody showed up, that's the first thing they noticed. Like, man, Josh I've been to his house, house, but it was night, so I've never I never noticed. But we, we often jo joke about Josh that like he would buy any like if I ever need some anything uh, if you could put a square and a compass on a condom yeah. he would buy them yeah if I need <laughs> like extra dinner money one night like I forgot money for the dinner fund I could just grab a paper bag and a permanent marker and draw a square and compass on it and Josh will give me five bucks for it <laughs> so that's always like my backup plan if I forget to bring cash. To be fair, he does have a pretty sweet uh, Masonic room in his basement. He does. Uh -huh. It's like a museum of knickknackery. It is. It's, it's. I mean, he's got like he's got pipes, like the the goat head pipes that mm -hmm. you see on Amazon every now and again, like the Meerschaum thing. Like Josh, you you don't smoke a pipe. No, but it's cool, ain't it? Yes, it's cool. But what are you doing? 
<laughs> um, various various uh, uh, skulls and uh, I think he's got like a bottle collection from that uh, Masonic Brewery. Um, yeah, just anything you could think of. It it is kind of cool to see all that. And uh, you always can tell Josh's car out around town because it's like a rolling Masonic billboard. Ah, oh, laden so with the essences. goat pipe. Oh yeah. Have you actually smoked it? New. No. Ah. I do. I do enjoy a good Cavendish, but I will not smoke out of that pipe. Yeah. I. Uh, I need to. Let me get back to my neglected pipe collection, but um, so all the hipsters started smoking pipes, and so I haven't. That's why I stopped. Yeah, I haven't pulled mine out of their now gathering dust uh, rack back in the room because I, I I work very hard to try to disassociate myself from hipsters, but it always fails. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I started smoking pipe back in 97 so you smoked a pipe before it was cool yeah well that's where i was going is you can't (laughs) yeah like if you were doing something and the hipsters start doing it you're kind of stuck because you can't defend yourself with i was doing it before them because then that just makes you sound more hipsterish makes you sound like a hipster yeah (laughs) so you just kind of stop whatever it is if you don't enjoy it enough to deal with the pressure um my my collection of of mason jars that were my favorite drinking glasses uh had to dispose of those uh <laughs> yep uh my my army glasses that were um i just kept because you know they were free and i don't want to buy new glasses then i had to buy new glasses yeah i've been through several several anti hipster things so when the uh, when the law school career people told me I had to grow facial hair and a different haircut, uh, I cringed because I thought I'm going to look like a hipster, and I do. You do. I do, and it, it it hurts me. But it's either that or I I trim up my hair and and shave, and then I look like a twelve year old again. People don't take comfort when their attorney looks like he hasn't finished middle school. <laughs> but on the other hand, it's not as awkward when you're out with your wife. Uh, no, no, it isn't. Uh, but then, then everybody like looks at you funny when you try to order drinks. <laughs> and she never, when we go out, she's always wearing something without pockets. And so I always end up having to shove her ID and phone in one of mine. So then when they ask to see your ID and you pull out an ID for the underage appearing girl... And then, then that raises eyebrows too. Like, no, no, this is really hers. I was just carrying it. Uh, and for a while, it uh, when she had her last license made, she went. I don't know why she did it, but she like cut her hair real short and dyed it blonde for a little while. I think you remember that, Bruce. And uh, so her license photo is like this short blonde-haired girl, and <coughs> she is, has long, dark hair. So yeah, uh, there were some of those interesting moments when you pull out her ID for her and it doesn't even look like her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't get carded anymore. It must be the the gray spots. Oh, quit your bitching. <laughs> <laughs> but at least there's John. Yeah. You could look like this. On my Mississippi. <laughs> 
All right, fellas. Um, it's been a fun after lodge banter. Um, sadly, I am running out of anything that may possibly be of interest to my fellow man. Yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. Um, so unless you guys have something, we may have to call it an evening. Uh, oh, Masonic Police Chief died <laughs> two years ago. Yeah, that was happened. that two years ago. I know he got arrested like three years ago, and I didn't know if that was like, but I know it made its appearance again. On I don't the, know why. I can't remember. The like, charges either got dropped like right before he died, or the charges were dropped because he died. I forget which one it was. It's the, I'm pretty sure it's the latter. Because impersonating a police officer and, and impersonating a police well, department, I'm probably not going to yeah. let that slide in California. I mean, they're all crazy there, but that's that's a nut, that's next level. I don't know. They were claiming to be the Masonic police, though. Mm-hmm. Isn't that different? graphics on the cars and on the car? Well, I think they have one or two cars. The problem is the, the cops who are busting them are also Masons, so they know they're bullshit. Yeah, or were they really? Well, I, I would I would assume. Oh. Well, any any cop who has, you know, passed, we'll say, fifth grade, will be able to determine that that is a bullshit police department on spec. Mm -hmm. Again, it is California, so I realize things are a little squishy there, but I give, I'll give, i give them that, at least that much benefit of the doubt of fucking done. Right. How anybody else thought they were legit, if they did, uh, stop huffing paint. <laughs> it's that that California air. It's a good uh, Lewis Black there, John. <laughs> My hero. I saw him uh, live once. He was he was pretty good. Definitely. I'm hoping to catch him when he comes to, comes up here. Definitely worth the uh, worth the ticket. You know, speaking of tickets, uh, my wife is going to an Elton John concert next week. Of course she is. And without me. Wait, what? So, why are you not going? It's about you know, why are you? She's going no, with no, her no, no, mom. Why are you upset by this? That's my right. why am I? <laughs> why are you not upset by this? Because he's got the camera. Hey, Considering how prominent that tour is, you may want to edit out when she's going. Yeah. Yeah, we anybody that wants to work that hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. I mean Billy Joel. No. And edit out me saying it. People have so been trying they're... to find out where we're from for 209 episodes and they haven't figured it out yet. That ain't going to get them there. No, I still love the story Dumber I talked about fairly early on. Somebody found out where you were because the way you all talked about the weather. Yeah, no. So early on when it was <laughs> named, the uh, the internet autism thing kicked into gear and got a little scary. And every now and again, I know you brothers are are being clever and, and I appreciate that, but sometimes it's real awkward the way you the way you deliver it. Like <laughs> like the guy last year, not to call you out, I brother, know where you live, brother. Took out the uh, the KCCH uh, honorman list, and there's only one Harlan on it, and then sends me a screenshot of said list that just captioned "found you." Like that kind of stuff, just <laughs> people the willies. Uh, if you really want to know that bad, 
come jump on IRC. They, uh, it's it's like a, it's not even a secret there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially yeah. if I'm there. Our so our super secret hideout location is to protect us from uh, from incompetent folks like the uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation or the Securities <laughs> and Exchange Commission for our advertising stuff. Uh, not for our brothers. So, yeah. You know what we ought to do, Harlan? Here in like two months, we're going to be having our five-year yeah. anniversary. Maybe that should That's be the, our... Oh, my gosh. Out, we are. Coming out, out the bag. Yeah. Well, so the I com- wanted to... The com- did you say the coming out show? Yeah. Totally I'm showing up a drag. Do it. Well, so for those of you who hadn't figured it out already, uh, when we finally officially leak that information, it'll be like coming out. And then I think nobody will listen to us again. Um, oh, is, that, is that why they still listen to us? Otherwise, because yes. of the mystery? They don't know we're, we're riveted. Right. Uh, once they figure out the Mississippi in us, they'll, uh, well, they, oh, oh, oh. They They're like, know. oh, well, that's not fun. Yeah. I'm out. Thought you guys were cool. It's like a magic trick. Once you figure out how it works, it's like, well, that that's that's no good to me anymore. Yeah. Um, we get well, and, and a lot of our international listeners, uh, as as our uh, Australian brother put. Oh, that's what we forgot to talk about. Oh, that's right. Uh, our Australian brother <laughs> uh, said it best when he said, "Well, quote, America is not one of the liberal arts, so I've not figured out." Where you guys are yet, but one day <laughs> I'm waiting for the great unveil. Um, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, we've got a lot of international listeners that even even if I feel like for a lot of people, even if we even if we were open about it, it's still not going to make it, it would be meaningless a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah, it's, or even not international. Yeah, the the reputation that uh, Western Pennsylvania has is it's not really well known to the rest of the world. Are we really that bad? Huh? Are we I, 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 no, yes, you are. Um, <laughs> oh, come I on. will point out you left out one of the, one of the portions of the message from our Australian brother who apparently has pointed out in that message that mm. when I, mm-hmm. when I speak, he chooses to abuse himself. Yes. And I want you to know <laughs> my disturbing Aussie brother, if you're listening at this moment, Hello, booby. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you said if he's listening. You know he's listening, John. He's listening right now. He's. You don't hear him squirting the lotion? He's listening tomorrow. <laughs> he's listening tomorrow. Yes. So, um, so wait, yeah, if, we... if the water goes one way up here and one way down there, does that mean you have to... Yank your crank with like the hip your inverted European grip, then being in Australia, or is it just a so sorry? So, to fill in our listeners, it's like a lot of physics. What am I, a scientist? We got a uh, we got a rather, rather unique uh message from another Australian brother, which was awesome. And and it was, I, I had to forward it to John uh because he asked, and, and part of the message described uh. <laughs> Pleasuring himself to John's delightful antics. We're totally having that guy on the show, by the way. <laughs> no, like, we we got gotta message be. him. He's going to come on the show. Bruce is in the process of entirely awkward for John, and I'm going to love it. You, you guys have to <laughs> meet this guy, uh, and we have to bring him face to face with his uh, fat material. So, <laughs> woo! 
Um, butt to butt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what happens in the outback, Bruce? Is uh, well. Hey, don't, don't be hating because you ain't masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one, uh, John. As we were discussing before the show, I'm a married man. Um, I don't do yeah, such so things. So am I. Which is, <laughs> yeah. So Harlan <laughs> masturbates furiously. <laughs> Bullshit! You shake hands. You you rough up the suspect more than I ever have. You shake hands with the unemployed like it's your job. I know this because I am also married. <laughs> you you have entirely too clown. many metaphors for masturbation, John. He's had a lot yeah, of time to practice. It's a horrible, <laughs> horrible curse and a gift all at the same time. He came up with like half of them. So are you talking about your, your number of metaphors or, or the fact that you have a penis? That it's a horrible, horrible curse and a gift at the same time. Yes. Well, the, yeah. There. Yes. I mean, if you ever get guillotined by your by your genes, yes. The answer is yes to both. <laughs> so um, anyway, back to the uh, not not the track from masturbation talk, but back to the subject at hand. I think Harlan. I think we should plan on that. Maybe first show in January. We'll do some kind of special five-year anniversary show, and maybe we'll have some special guests on. I don't know. Y'all can... You say this like I have ever planned anything for this show in its entire... No, I'm just... I'm going to plan it. I'm just letting you know. You keep doing your thing. I'd still like to see... (laughs) Nick is not going to be on that episode. I'm sorry, Nick. Oh, sorry. I'd still like to see some of the old, old guests that haven't been on in a long time. Try to get some of them yeah, back too. I, I wouldn't mind having uh, Chad Bromley pay us a visit. Maybe not in the anniversary thing, because yeah. then we got to listen to Josh go all fangirl the entire show. But um, <laughs> no, I, I talked to Josh about maybe us having him on in the future, and Josh was like, "Yeah, uh, don't tell him I'm going to come on, but I'm going to come on." There's that whole whole restraining order thing. We don't want to be complicit in its violation. Like he specifically wants me to not tell him. Um, I feel like I feel like there's some kind of court order involved. (laughs) That that's usually followed up with, "Hey, does this rag smell like chloroform?" Uh, Exactly. Um, uh, No, that guy was a lot of fun, uh, and we haven't (laughs) been able to to coordinate another another show with him since, but. Uh, yeah, we could do, we could we could we could do something fun. Uh, Not only brothers fun, got some ideas. Like uh, super smart. some ideas for our Not anniversary. To, Not to be like reductionist, but that guy is a rapper and he is crazy smart. Well, I think the the social myth is that most rappers aren't, but they they are. Uh, at least the ones you've heard of. That's. It, it requires some level of intelligence to pull pull those acts off. It, act, you say? Yeah, I I mean I I couldn't I couldn't rhyme like that. I couldn't I counter your point like with that. the insane clown no, posse. Couldn't. No. Um, I am Bruce. Who is the whitest guy you know? Come you. on. Thank you. That would be Harlan. And you know what makes this com- that that comment extra clever is that we're talking about a white East Coast rapper. <laughs> huh. yeah. So yeah, Chad, if you still listen, uh, why don't you give us a call sometime? And, you know, I know you're busy on tour and hanging out with groupies and whatnot, but uh, we miss you. We know you're apathetic, but 
Come back to us. <laughs> See what I did there. Uh, and, and if necessary, we will make sure apathy, that John. is that kept away uh, if that's what it takes. Uh, please, please give us due notice if there is a court order in effect so that we can not help you or help him violate it. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about taking part of that. Maybe I'll just not tell Josh. Yeah. No, I mean, that that's good. I don't want to go to court in Connecticut anyway. Um, having some judge I've never met yell at me because I helped Josh get within 500 feet of apathy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll do something fun for the anniversary show. I was saying, if you got ideas, uh, email them to us. Hit us up on Reddit or the IRC. Uh, we're always looking for new, fun, and clever things uh, to amuse our brethren after Lodge. We may, uh, if if you're interested in coming on, also let us know. We may do some kind of rotating thing a la the uh, IRC special for that show, or for at least a portion of it, depending on how many and which guests we can get. So, you know, well, if you're interested in being on, on, on that show, let us know. And Be careful, because that's how you fuckers got stuck with me. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Never mind. Disregard everything <laughs> I said. That show will be a normal show. Do so, not pause for edit and go. After the uh, the after party, will be at John's house. And uh, yeah, thanks for hosting, John. I got the liquor cabinet. You do. <laughs> you do. Alrighty. I guess, uh, I guess we are done with episode 210 yep we finally made 210 uh that episode math uh jeff and i stayed up after the last show to do that and it's all in our heads the 200th anniversary show wasn't until almost june so um while we are a little behind on the numbers it's not as bad as i thought so (laughs) in the end of 210 (laughs) of the episode uh let me try that. Episode. episode 210 of the After Lodge podcast. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at uh, After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org, pound sign Freemasonry. Uh, find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast from. We may even pop up on the presidential alert system one day. Huh. Uh, and of course, you can always hang <laughs> Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. So until next week, brothers, we will see you on the other side. Later. Later. Slunch it. <laughs>